to you and to the church. We're in a battle, folks. We are in a serious battle for the souls of men and women. We're wrapping up the year 2018 and about to go into 2019. And folks, God has done some awesome things at the Palace of Praise in 2018. When we were at that uh, thing, we were looking around, my wife and I were saying, wow, look, there's lots more people than it was here last year. And then there was probably 15 or 20 people that wasn't even there. God is doing a lots of things at the Palace of Praise. And I first want to thank God for the number of guests that have been visiting the Palace of Praise on a regular basis. Can somebody say amen? We had eight guests this morning along. Thank you, Jesus, for that. We're having several guests every service at the Palace of Praise, except for tonight. I noticed that we don't have a lots of guests because I know God wants to deal with something at the Palace of Praise. And there has to be a reason. But every time the Palace of Praise begins to see growth, the enemy attacks us. The enemy wants to divide us at the Palace of Praise. He attempts to do this in two different ways, folks. First, to get, our, get individuals to pull away from the Palace of Praise. And second, second is to cause division at the Palace of Praise because unity is the key to revival. Can somebody say amen? amen? When we were sitting at John's Incredible Pizza, I thought to myself, this is a great group of people right here at the Palace of Praise. I sat there looking around at all of you folks and smiling and having a great time and fellowshipping and I thought to myself, again, this is an excellent church and God, you have blessed the Palace of Praise. And I'm glad I get to pastor such fine people as the Palace of Praise. Look at your neighbor and say your pastor is proud of you. <laughs> I really enjoyed myself at John's Incredible Pizza besides the cinnamon rolls and the pizza and the ice cream and the pasta and the salad and the breadsticks and the soup and the, okay, we'll stop. But there was a good feeling at the John's Incredible Pizza. It was a very good, pleasant feeling. And the reason why that is is because we as a church are on the same page. And we at the church are working together very well right now. But the enemy can't stand unity, folks. When we read from chapter 10 as our scripture text this evening, you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, our scripture text, it says this, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Paul was aware of all of the spirits that were so strong in Corinth because of the wickedness that was going on in that city. If you go and study the history of Corinth, you're going to find out it was a very wicked, wicked place. It was a very prosperous place. They had temples and idolatry everywhere in that city. So he wanted them to guard themselves against this very dangerous thing. And this very dangerous thing was their own thoughts, folks. 
But I want you to look at the words of Apostle Paul as he concludes his epistle to the church in Corinth. When you look at the very last chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11, he's wrapping it up and he starts the verse by saying this, Finally, brethren, farewell. I'm closing this letter. But now look how he closes this letter to the Corinth church, the second one of his letters. It says this, Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Paul used the word brethren because he wasn't just talking to one individual or one specific situation, but he was writing to all of the saints in Corinth because he knew the spirits that was working in Corinth and he knew the spirits that were going to attack the church in Corinth. I wish I had time to go through First and Second Corinthians and begin to deal with different situations so I could really reveal to you exactly what he was dealing with, with their thoughts and the spirits of those thoughts. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 11, again, Finally, brethren, farewell, be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and God of love and peace shall be with you. Folks, look at those words, be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace. Look at the order of those words. I believe how we control our minds affects the spirit of peace at the palace of praise in our homes and in our workplaces, folks. But I want to focus on this phrase tonight, one mind. We have heard it preached and taught, the mind is the battleground of the soul. We'll say it again, the mind is the battleground of the soul, folks. There is truly a battle that is going on, and it's going on in our minds. And tonight, by the help and the strength of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to shine a light on a real war that is raging in people, not only at the Palace of Praise, but it's raging in the Aloha area, at the Beaverton area, and around this world, folks. A world, world war that I have labeled, and it is the title of my message tonight, Fantasy War. Fantasy War. Fantasy means the faculty or activity of imagining things, especially things that are impossible or improbable, folks. The devil is encouraging people to engage in fantasy. We live in a world where we have so many kids and so many young people that they have a problem distinguishing between reality and fantasy. They have a problem because we have saturated our children with fantasy to imagine things that are not there as if they are real. That's the reason why we have kids that are going into high school and killing people and then they say, I was affected by the fantasy of these video games and they literally begin to move into the world and make a fantasy turn into a reality. It's a thing that we are battling not only in our kids, but we have adults that are moving into the world of fantasy. Do you know what's driving pornography? Fantasy. 
It's the minds of individuals that look at this perversion and they, their minds then wander off into fantasy and they imagine things that are not real will never be real, but they start living in a world of fantasy. That's the reason why you look at a lots of serial rapists, they will tell you they got started in pornography at a very young age. What happened? It began in fantasy, but then it led them to reality. They only dreamed about it, but one day, then their mind begins to start on that diet, begins to start saying, I can make this really happen in reality. I'm talking about a battle that is going on in our world, but it's also going on in the church, folks. The devil is also encouraging people to engage in fantasy wars. While I was thinking about this message, I thought of this term, and Bishop, I've heard you mention this term too called shadow boxing. Shadow boxing means to spar with an imaginary opponent. Shadow boxing is when a boxer or a fighter moves around by himself throwing punches at the air. And it's called shadow boxing. And the boxers use that technique called shadow boxing to train. But let me... Let me give you what I feel like God has given me to give to someone at the Palace of Praise tonight. Shadow boxing may be good for a real boxer in training, but not for your mind. Some people are mentally shadow boxing. They are punching at an imaginary opponent. They are in a fantasy war. Their minds have created non-existent opponents, folks. They are preoccupied with negative thoughts about others, whether it's here at the Palace of Praise or in their home or in the workplace. And they are wasting time and they're wasting energy, what? In a fantasy war. They're spending time strategizing in this fantasy war. They're losing sleep thinking about their non-existing opponent, folks. An opponent that only exists in their mind. It's not really real. It's fantasy. And the devil is encouraging us, but everything around us and the spirit is in, in, this, in this world that we're in today is to let our minds go to just let our thoughts go, to just let them run wild. But those things will destroy you, it will destroy your home, and it will destroy the palace of praise. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 2. You're going to have to stay with me tonight. It says this in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 2, that ye be not soon shaken where, folks? in mind. And then it's so interesting, look at the very next words that says, or be troubled neither by spirit, little s, nor by word, nor by letter as from, oh man, Holy Ghost, as that day of Christ is at a hand. Church, don't let your thoughts and don't let your spirit take you off course with God. Hear me, when you start letting your thoughts lead you down the wrong road, you're going to constantly be stirred up. You're going to constantly be troubled in your spirit. You're constantly going to be sad and depressed. My Lord and my God, we got to get a hold of some things in our spirit. 
Church, I'm challenging the palace of praise tonight. It's time we disengage from the mental fantasy world that we are engaged in. It's time you stop thinking what you've been thinking. It's time you stop thinking what you've been thinking and get a hold of your thoughts. I don't have my phone tonight. I didn't put it up here. I'm not looking at the clock because I don't give a rip what time it is tonight. We need a deliverance in the minds of individuals at the palace of praise or you're going to lose your soul. We need to stop thinking some of the stupid things we've been thinking and we've got to get a hold of our thoughts. I want to ask you a question. How much time do you spend thinking about negative things? How many conflicts have you dreamed up in your mind? How many times have you seen something that causes your mind to engage in that fantasy war, folks? Divisive thoughts are not from God. Hateful thoughts are not from God. Anger and jealousy is not from God. Negative thoughts about others are not God's way. You're hearing me. The spirit of this world is trying to encourage us to what? Vilify people. Turn people, everybody around us into our enemy. But the root of that fantasy war is real, folks. The problem isn't them. The problem is somewhere in us. The problem isn't in those that are around us and those things that are coming toward us. It's what we're doing with the thoughts that are hitting our minds and hitting our soul, folks. Have you ever wondered why you struggle at times on just being happy? Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7 says, says, And the peace of God, everybody say the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. The peace of God which passeth all understanding. The peace of God you can't get in a bottle, smoking it, or sticking it in your arm. You can't get it on partying or having great time. You can't get it anywhere else but in God, folks. It's a peace that blows your mind because you're saying, I have nothing to be happy about right now, but I feel happy. I don't have anything right now to be excited about, but I'm excited. I have nothing to be at peace at, but I'm at peace with God. What's that about? It's the Spirit of God that wants His people to be a peaceful people, that want to be at peace with one another and be at peace with God. Now look at what the verse says. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. And I preached on it the other night. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are loved, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise. What does it say, church? Think 
think, 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 think. I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give the enemy a chance to sow junk into my spirit, into my heart, into my mind. Because my mind's going to be so saturated with the good things and the good thoughts and the good reports that if that junk comes in, it's going to be overwhelmed by the good thoughts I'm having about people, good things I'm having about the palace of praise. Come on, we've got to somehow flood our own spirit with a good report. We gotta think good things. We gotta think good things. We need to look at people and find positive things about people, folks. I look around a lot, and no, you know I do this. I look around, and there's things I could say, oh, man, look at them. They're doing wrong. But I'll walk up to them, and I'll say, hey, you did a great job in this, this, and this. I try to look for reasons to tell people you're doing a great job. I try to look at reasons to kind of build somebody up. Honey, they got up here, and they did a good job. I want to make sure I get to them, shake their hand, and said, man, you did a great job. I really like what you did tonight. Or, wow, look at that. I like what you did here or there. That's what we got to do. You know why? Because it's more than just trying to help them. It's also helping me too. Because when I praise you and I lift you up, I lift myself up. When I say good things about you, it builds up my own spirit. Why? Because I see you differently than if I would pour poison out on you and look for the bad on you. I'm telling you, the devil wants to magnify the problems in people we have around us. But God wants us what? To look at the good. God wants us to see them through the eyes of mercy and compassion. God wants us to look for good in people. Think on these things. Church, you better buckle up and hold on. A fantasy war, war may only be in our minds, but it is affecting our spirit. King Saul waged a fantasy war with David. David never, never, never desired to harm King David. He didn't have anything in his heart or mind that, that, that King Saul thought he had in his mind and heart. All that was going on, there was a fantasy war inside of Saul's mind and he has now made David his enemy and all it is is simply a fantasy war creating an enemy in his mind. Why? Why was that? Because of something that was in his own heart, folks. He was out of line with his leadership. He was out of line with God. And so then he was an open, oh, hear me. He was an open door then to create things in his mind that were not real, that would eventually destroy him, folks. See, David wanted to help King Saul. But King Saul in his own mind, all he could do is just see him as an enemy. Hear me, a fantasy war may only be in our minds, but again, it can affect our spirit. We can wage a war in our thoughts with non-existent enemies. They are only figments of our imagination. What's a figment? A thing that someone believes to be real, but that exists only in their imagination. The enemy is getting you to engage in a fantasy war because it's occupying your thoughts. You are seeing things that are not there. You're spending time thinking on things that are not there. Let me ask you a question. How 
many people have ever imagined that something bad was going to happen. And you in your mind, you literally imagine what was going to happen in specific details. You wells to be honest. And you even spend thought time working out and strategizing on how you're going to handle and how you're going to respond to this thing when it happens. And then it never happens. It never materializes. It never happens. What was it? It was just a fantasy war. A battle and struggle that was going on in our minds. Think about how much time you wasted living in that fantasy. Think about the stress you applied to yourself from that fantasy. I felt like God impressed me that the enemy is using people's minds against them. You are overthinking things and you are overanalyzing things. You see people do things and your mind takes off down the road of a fantasy war and you start trying to create an enemy. And the, and the devil's going, come on, that's it. That's right, come on, that's it. Come on, and encouraging us, do it. And we got people that are not in the Holy Ghost. Come along and say things that what? Feed the fire inside of your fantasy war. And makes you start thinking things that are not there, folks. People are engaging in a fantasy where people are creating conflicts in the spirit with their thoughts. People are seeing things that are absolutely not there. Imagining things that are the product of something that's really going on again in their own heart. In their own heart. You say, what do you mean? I've lived now a couple of years and been around a while. I know things I've battled with with myself. And I think I'm pretty good at saying, mm, I'm pretty human around here. I'm no different than anybody else. And I battle too. And I have battled things like that. And our minds take off and we create fantasy wars. And you can lie and say, it's never happened to me. You're lying if you have, because every one of us create a fantasy war at some time in our life. Whether it's young or older, or even when we get married, we create fantasy wars. What is it? It's things that we are creating conflict from imagination. I know what I'm talking about. When I did that, I've been here at the Palace of Praise a long time. And yes, there have been things that people have done wrong that have hurt me really, really bad. But then what happened is I didn't handle it right. And I didn't treat it right in the spirit. So then my mind would work on me. And when I would see them talking to certain individuals I know had the same issue, the first thought that pops in your mind, they're talking about me, Brother Anderson. They got, they're talking about me right now. What was I doing? Feeding this fantasy war in my own mind when they could have been talking about the weather or fishing or boating or something else and they're not even mentioning my name. But because of what was going on in my own battle, in my own mind, and the conflict in my own spirit, I tried to pick up something that was not there and create a fantasy war and fight people that wasn't wanting to fight me. And listen to me, we are not, it says it right there from Paul, we are not fighting fleshly things. 
We look at people and I say, I'm going to fight you, I'm fighting you. But in reality, it's not them we're fighting. It's spirits that we're fighting and things that's trying to destroy us. And we only make it worse. Hear me, we only make it worse by creating a fantasy war war in our minds that we're constantly battling in our minds. Then when you come to church and you walk into the house of God, you can't get your mind on prayer because you're thinking about him or her. You just pass by in the hallway and that fantasy war is now keeping you from engaging in a spiritual war in prayer and getting you victory for your soul hear me every minute you spend in your fantasy war is a lost minute every thought you think to support your fantasy war is false thoughts I know what I'm talking about. I've engaged in my own thought wars and fantasy wars and had things going on. And folks, it gets to the point it'll start affecting you physically in your body. You will lay down at night and put your head on your pillow and your mind's just racing. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Next time I see them, I'm going to say this to them. And next time they do that, can anybody in the house be honest for two minutes and raise your hand and say yes? It happens to all of us. It's that battle you're laying down. I'm going to do that. That boss should have never said that to me. And I'm going to tell you what. He don't like me and he hates me. And, and I build up this huge war and fight inside of me. And then the next time I see them, they're not engaged in the war because it's a fantasy war. And so the first thing I see to them is, ah, you don't like me. You hate me. And they're like, what in the world is going on? Man, you need drugs because you're way out there. I think you lost it. You're a, and we, they feel it from our spirit because our spirit is feeding a fantasy war and it's not even there. They're saying, I don't even have a fight with you. What in the world are you thinking? I'm telling you, the devil is sowing some fantasy wars in the minds of people at the palace of praise. You better get control of your thoughts. You better bring into captivity every thought. Hear me tonight. Church, hear me. It can happen with husbands and wives. It can happen with children, with their parents, and parents with their children. You can let war start in your mind that will literally turn into physical abuse. But it all started where? In your fantasy war that started in your mind. Folks, if we have ever needed the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we need it today in the year 2018. If the palace of praise has ever needed deliverance, we need a deliverance from the attack of the enemy at the palace of praise. Somebody clap your hands and shout it to the Lord. I know some of you in this house are saying, I lost my marbles and I have fell off the horse on the wrong side the other night at John's Incredible Pizza. I didn't ride the horse or any of the cars. I didn't fall off. And I'm standing here preaching to you what the Holy Ghost clearly gave me to the palace of praise. I'm going to tell you what, I don't know exactly everywhere and what is going on and what's going on, but I can tell you one thing. I know God gave me this message to somebody in this house and I can tell you as 
as I said this morning, I've been praying this afternoon and I'm saying, God, give us a deliverance. God, please break that thing in the mind. Wherever it is and whoever's battling, God, please give us a deliverance in the spirit realm. Hear me as I finish this message tonight. 2 Corinthians 10 and 3 says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, oh hallelujah, but mighty, but mighty, but mighty, but mighty, mightier than my thoughts, mightier than my spirit that gets crossed, mightier than everything I'm battling with, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hear me, that your enemy is to produce is the product of your fantasy war. Your enemy is the product of your fantasy war. It's not flesh you are fighting. It's your own thoughts you are fighting against. That's the reason why you cannot get peace and you cannot get away from it because even when those people are gone, you're still holding on to it in a fantasy war going on in your own mind. Oh, my Lord and my God. And you are losing because you're targeting the wrong thing. You are targeting people and they're not your problem. The problem is going on between your ears. The problem is going on with your own thoughts. Uh, Paul said again in chapter 10 and verse 5, it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Look at that next statement. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Come on. Tonight in this church, I have been praying and I know there's precious saints of God that are being prayed, but here's the problem. Our prayers will not do any good if you don't make up your mind you're going to get a hold of your thoughts. It's not going to do any good. This message tonight's just going to simply fall in this altar and nobody's going to hear it unless you make up your mind and you recognize you have a problem. You recognize that, Pastor, you don't even know what I've been thinking and you don't even know where I am because you're not in my thoughts. Then it has to be God that gave you that message. That's what you need to be telling yourself. And not that somebody came and told Pastor, oh, that person's thinking this stuff. They don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're thinking. But there is no thought secret from God. He's understanding everything. Every night you lay down your head on your pillow and you keep fighting this thing and battling this thing and struggling this thing when you get in your car and you drive to work and all you can think about is that person what they're doing oh I feel the Holy Ghost and you're battling with things in a fantasy war you're being robbed of the joy of the Lord you're being robbed of the peace of God and God wants everybody to have peace in the Holy Ghost We're about to pray in this church in just a moment, but I want everybody just to remain seated for a moment. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 says this, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing. 
Oh, Jesus, the renewing of your mind. There's got to be something that starts with your thoughts tonight. And you need to let go of some things in your mind and in your spirit tonight that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. You hear me? Some of you have been praying, saying, oh, I want to be used by God, Pastor. I really want to be used by God. Some of you have come and expressed things to me that you know that God's been dealing with you about. And I'm thankful for so many people that are feeling a desire that God is helping you and leading you to do things in the powers of prayer. I think it's in the perfect will of God. But you hear me. You will not be able to do the perfect will of God until you get a renewing of your minds because you can't have freedom in your heart and in your mind. You cannot set other people free from the thoughts of their own mind because you've got to be an example of the first fruits of deliverance in your spirit and in your mind. You may say they'll never know. Honey, we're not battling physical things. We're in a spiritual battle. There are things going on in this service you absolutely do not know are going on in the palace of praise right now. There are people that the Spirit is lying to right now and saying that's not for you. That's for somebody else. He's picking on you. He doesn't like you. I'm going to tell you this much. You should have to get up here and preach a message like I'm preaching tonight. You should have to stand behind a pulpit and have to carry what I've carried tonight and then give it to you and then you would understand I'm not doing this for my health and I'm not doing it for my good. I'm doing it for your good. I want to see revival at the palace of praise. I want to see souls delivered at the palace of praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You hear me tonight? You may be seated, hear me. We don't need to have the stress among us. We don't need to have the stress among us and our co-workers. We don't need to have stress among us and our neighbors. There doesn't need to be all this stress among us. We need to get it out of our hearts and out of our minds. We don't need all these battles that are going on in our minds and our spirit. I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about, Bishop. Thoughts that are coming and hitting your mind, and you pick them up, and you want to fight for those thoughts, and they're nothing more than just a bunch of lies and thoughts. Look at this verse, Romans 12 and 2 says, Renewing your mind, verse 16 says this, Be of the same mind. One toward another. Be of the same mind, one toward another. Well, I can tell you this much. Brother Burton, I love you, but I can't stand Sister Burton. You know that's not true. That's the reason I can say that, because you know that's not true. Boy, I love, man, Baruch, I love you, but I can't stand Gabe. You can't stand him either. Well, I got a place you need to repent. Okay, no, okay, go ahead. Just a minute. That verse said, be of the same mind. We should love everybody in this house at the same level and not say, we may have closer friends we hang out with, but when it comes to loving one another, I should love everybody in this church with the same love and I can shake your hand and say I'm praying for you and I want you to do well and I want you to achieve and I want you to have great success. I want God to bless you. We should be able to look at every person 
and say, I love everybody exactly the same. I don't have, oh, well, I don't know about Sister Brewer. I think maybe, I don't know, okay, maybe. God bless her just a little bit there. (laughs) Honey, it goes contrary. Now look at the verse. It goes then and says, mind not high things. What's the problem? Our thoughts and our spirit. But look, but condescend to men of low estate. Another verse of scripture says this, humbled in mind. What is it? It means our thoughts, our thoughts, Bishop, are humbling. We humble ourselves. I don't think I'm better than anybody in this church just because I'm the pastor of this church. In my mind, I'm thinking, I'm not even better than any of you men. I may have had my license as long as some of you have been alive. But here's the thing about it is, I'm no better than any of you. And i got to think that in my mind. I'm exactly, we're all on the same level. We're all on a mission to get to heaven. We're all trying to make it to heaven. Now look at this. Be not wise in your own conceits. Now what is conceits? We're going back to our thoughts Be not wise in what? How we're looking and thinking of ourselves. You know why we look down on people? It's because we got a false estimate of our own value. We think I'm better than you so I can look down on you. No. He said we need to be what? Look at everybody as being the same value in the kingdom of God. Whether it's Serafina or it's Bishop King. Whether it's anybody else in this house. It doesn't matter. Every one of you have the same value in the kingdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to close with this. Put on... Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness and long-suffering. I want you to close your eyes tonight in this house. I don't need us to all come down and we don't need to beat on the drums or anything else tonight. We need a deliverance in this house. We need a deliverance. Why? Listen, if the shoe fits, wear it. If it doesn't, then you need to be praying and travailing for us to get deliverance here in this house. I'm here to tell you, I can't tell you where all this message is supposed to go. But I can tell you one thing, when I walk this altar praying on what I should preach in this service, I can tell you this much, God made it very clear that it's definitely for somebody that's in this house tonight. And your whole future in the kingdom of God may be based on how you respond to this word tonight. Because if you don't get this fantasy war out of your spirit, it's going to cause you to backslide from God in time. And God is asking you to humble yourself. Bring down yourself. Humble yourself. Bring down yourself. Humble yourself. And you need to pray and seek the face of God. I want every eye closed in this house tonight. I'm wore out and I preached my heart out tonight. But I'm going to pray over this congregation. I want you to, before we pray, I want you to just say the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody in the house, I want you to say in the name of Jesus. I want you to do it one more time in the name of Jesus. 
I want the Spirit of God in this house to clear our minds right now. I I want you to just listen to my pastor. I don't need you to pray or anything. I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a moment. Folks, this is not hocus pocus. I'm not holding my fingers and holding my breath. I'm talking about we need a divine move of God in this house that's going to bring to people's minds things that they need to get on the altar tonight to please God. I don't know where they are, but God is able to touch your mind. One more time, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray for this church, and I'm going to pray that God begin to bring to your mind things, whether it's here in this church, with your family, or with co-workers, or wherever it may be, things that you have been raging a fantasy war, and God wants you to get it out of your heart. After I get done praying, I'm going to give you an opportunity then to get things right with God. And can I tell you, you better not treat this service just like another service because it's not just another service. And you better not just treat it and say, oh, pastor's just preaching another Sunday night service. I'm telling you, there is something in the spirit realm that is dealing with people in this church. I'm going to pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus tonight. God, I do not know and I cannot understand everything, Lord. But God, you know every individual in this house. And Lord, I know, God, that you love us, Lord, and I know the time is short, God. And I know, Lord, that you desire for us to have a revival here at the Palace of Praise. Lord, you know every thought that is in this house from our children and young people all the way up, God, through our adults. Lord, I have done what you have asked me to do tonight, and I have preached this word, God, with everything in me. Lord, I've placed it, God, into this people's hands, Lord, to do with. God, now it's off of my shoulders. But God, right now, Lord, by the authority of the preached word of God and the anointing you put on me as the pastor of this church, I'm asking you right now, reveal to the minds, oh God, of these people in this church if there are things, God, that they need to get out of their minds or their hearts so we can have a revival and we can go forward without these cumbrances in our life, Lord. I'm asking you right now, God, if there's things that need we need to forgive for, Lord, I'm asking you, God, to help us, Lord, to forgive God for those things, Lord, that we are harming in our minds and in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I want you to say in the name of Jesus. And if God is dealing with you anything, it's not because you're a bad person. It's because God loves you and he's trying to give you deliverance. Then I want you right now to begin to lift your hands. You need to genuinely repent because if you don't, you hear me, things are going to happen to you that are going to surprise you in this church and I'm talking in the Holy Ghost oh in the name of Jesus release God minds in this house release thoughts in this house right now I need some saints to really get a hold of God and pray for deliverance My Lord and my God, we need to put a wall about this church in our prayers. Oh, you need to humble yourself. If you feel like you need to pray in these altars, you're welcome to pray. If you want to pray right where you are, you can pray. But oh, everybody in this house, get a hold of God right now. Oh, Ilanaka.
Hallelujah. I want us to stand in this house. Hallelujah. I know some of you are saying, won't you just let us go? I just feel like we need to do something and pray here. You know, the Bible says we need to have the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ, we see what he said. Because when he was on the cross, he said this, forgive them. That's the mind of Christ. That's how he thinks. I want to invite you all down to these altars for just a quick moment. Because I, I know this message was for somebody in this house and hear me. I started this sermon tonight because I felt in the Holy Ghost when I was typing it up that God asked, asked me and quickened me to put that phrase in there. I'm not preaching to bad people doing wicked things. I felt very impressed when I typed that there because I felt like the Holy Ghost was trying to get me to make sure I relate to you that we battle things. It doesn't make us wicked people. It just makes us people that are struggling doesn't make us the devils it makes us struggling human beings that are struggling and fighting in our minds that's what it makes us but the problem is if we don't get it out it can lead to a wicked lifestyle it can lead us to ungodliness folks if we don't get this stuff out of our minds and our hearts so I felt like when I was laying down there praying right now that there may be somebody in this house. I'm not forcing anybody and nobody in this house going to look at you as if you're some kind of bad person because that's not what it is. But if there's somebody, you've been struggling with some things in your mind and you know that you really need to have somebody really pray for you and put your, their hands on you and really pray for you, then I want you to do is people just step back from the altar a little bit, if you will. I want those individuals to step up. And here's what we're going to do. I can't pray for everybody at once. And I'm going to have Bishop help me pray here. But I want two to come up, two or three at a time or four, and we're going to pray for them. And you may say, that may take a while. I'll stay here to midnight if we can just get a break and help some people in their battle because I feel that it's that important tonight. And I don't have my watch. I don't know what time it is, and I don't care. So I just want you, everybody can close your eyes there because I know some people are afraid to move if they don't have somebody's watching them. So if you would, three or four or five people that would move up here, Bishop, would you help me? I want to pray if anybody comes forward. That's probably enough for the first round right there. Bishop, I want you to help me. I know you're a praying man. I need you to pray. Come on now, church. I want you to pray. And some of you that are back there, can you come up here and put hands on these people and pray? Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ and the anointing of the preached word of God tonight. Help, Lord, this precious man of God, Lord, in our battles that are, we are fighting with, Lord, in this raging. God, in the name of Jesus, give deliverance. In the name of Jesus, give deliverance, Lord, by your authority, God, in the name of our God and Savior. Lord God, you know every thought. You know, God, our desire. You know how much we love you, Lord, and how much, God, we want to be used by you. I pray, Lord, right now, God, give deliverance, Lord, to the mind, God. 
give her strength, Lord, in her battle, God, right now. I plead the blood, Lord, over her, over her home, oh God, that your will, God, be done every day in her life, Lord, and she continues to bless the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, oh Lord God, right now, oh Lord, by the authority, God, of your word and spirit, Lord, you are the one that must give deliverance for you are my power and my authority. Oh God, by which I preach tonight, and Lord, help that the thoughts, God, of their minds, Lord, and strengthen them in the Holy Ghost. We need them, God, engaged in the battle, Lord, free, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, God, right now, Lord Jesus, for the anointing of your word. Up, oh God, you're called and anointed, Lord. You, oh God, have put an anointing and a gift in the mind and in the heart. And Lord, we battle things in the spirit realm, but God, you are my deliverer. You, oh God, will develop us, Lord, into what we need to be. I pray, oh God, help him, Lord, in his battle, bringing into captivity, oh Lord, every thought. Lord, I pray, God, that the enemy, Lord, would leave him alone, put a hedge about his home. God, anoint his ministry. Anoint, Lord, I pray, God, the path you have, Lord, and what you want to do in his life. In the name of Jesus, I plead your blood. Oh my God, you are powerful. You are an anointing. Pour out the oil of anointing on the mind and the heart. Oh God, help us with our battle. God, help us with our struggles. God, we are weak, but you are our strength. Help, oh God, I pray thee of Lord Jesus. Even tonight, God, the thoughts, Lord, that are overtaking us. God, give us deliverance. I plead your blood, God, in deliverance. Cleansing, oh Lord Jesus. Give her strength, God, in the Holy Ghost as you, oh God, desire to use. Lord, the vessel, oh God, for your use in the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Come on, church. There's a liberation going on. Oh, come on. We're beating the enemy right now. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, remove the conflict. Remove, oh, Lord, the battle, God, in the mind. Lord Jesus, give deliverance and victory, God, in the spirit realm, Lord. Lord, I plead the precious blood, oh, God, over their minds. Lord, wash their every thought, God, that their thoughts, oh, Lord, be directed by you. The Lord, every day, God, that you all...
I need somebody to really pray. Come on, the enemy hates what's going on. God's given us a liberty in the spirit realm. Come on, he's loosened some vessels of honor in the house. God's loosening some anointings on ministries in the house. God's loosening some anointings on saints of God in the house tonight. Come on, pray. Come on, push in the Holy Ghost. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Come on, pray, church. Please don't stop praying. We're in a spiritual battle right now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus in the name of 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 Jesus oh God by your authority God the night breaking chains Lord give your people liberty in the Holy Ghost oh God as we are in Lord 2019 oh God God, with the power of the anointing working in every mind and heart, Lord. Give us your thoughts, God, I pray. For your thoughts, God, are higher than our thoughts. Lord, give us, oh God, your mind, Lord, that we thank God like you think, Lord, in everything we do. Oh, my God, help me, Lord. Oh, God, to lead these people, Lord, as you, oh God, lead me in the Holy Ghost. Lord, I can't do it on my own. Lord, I need you, God, to help us as a church at the palace of prayer. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, bind every demon, Lord, bind every spirit, oh God, bind the demons that are tormenting our homes, God, bind, Lord, the minds, Lord, that are being, oh God, bound by spirits, oh Lord, give them liberty in the Holy Ghost tonight, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, you are great. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Why don't you lift your hands and thank the Lord to right now for what he's been doing in this house. Come on, I think you need to thank the Lord. Oh, God, thank you, Lord, tonight in the palace of praise, Lord, for the visitation of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, oh, God, for moving, Lord, upon these fine folks tonight, Lord. Thank you, oh God, for dealing with us, Lord, and loving us enough, God, to help us, Lord, in our struggles and in our battles. Oh God, thank you tonight, Lord Jesus, as you, oh God, have helped us, Lord, that we, oh God, could truly be liberated, Lord, and set free, that we may be able, God, to be used by you, Lord Jesus, and anointed God. Lord, for your purpose, oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, 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 oh, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Church, I don't just say in these words, but this is a good church with good people, and I'm going to tell you what, this is one of the best churches to preach to in the world. I preached in lots of places and camps and all kinds of conferences and stuff. I'm telling you, this is a great church to preach to because you respond so well to the presence of God. I would like to encourage you. We have to maintain victories we won tonight in this house. So you need to maintain those things, and that's, you're going, that's up to you. So what you're going to need to do is some of the battles you've won, the minute you get the thoughts... I've had people ask me, what do I do with these thoughts? Number one is, you need to say in Jesus' name, and here's one thing I've learned to do, start quoting verses. Let me say, well, I don't know a lot of verses. We'll just say, Jesus wept, Jesus wept. There's power in his word. <laughs> Quote verses. Now, why that does then is it feeds your spiritual man because of the word, but it also gets your mind off of that thought and gets you redirected back to where you need to be thinking. So when it comes, in Jesus' name, and start quoting verses and get your mind back where it needs to be. Amen. I would also like to encourage you, if there's somebody, they may not even be here. Maybe somebody else, maybe a coworker you need to go to tomorrow. But if there's been a fantasy world you've been battling with in your mind, you don't have to go tell them all the details. But you may, to, if you don't, they don't know anything's going on, you may not want to say anything to them, but except just maybe say, hey, I'm praying for you. You'd have a great day. You don't have to tell them you've been having your own little battle about them. <laughs> but if there's some family member you need to say, hey, I'm sorry, because I've been, I've been a bear because of my thoughts, then that's a good thing to do. Amen? It's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Bible <coughs> quizzing on Tuesday night. Wednesday night, 
is Bible study, Friday night, impact Christmas party. Remember next Sunday is one service. It's regular time in the morning, 10 o'clock. We're going to have regular Sunday school so teachers can do all that. Afterwards, we're going to have singspiration. We're going to have lots of songs and stuff and just a great time of, uh, of Christmas time. And then we're going to have some food afterwards. So bring guests. We want you to bring lots of guests next Sunday, okay? I want you to bring lots of guests Wednesday night too. We'll be teaching on doctrine. Love you guys. Amen. And in all your travels, hope you'll be praying for everybody at this church. Amen. People be coming and going, so peace pray for all of them. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I feel so good in this house. It's clean in the house. Feels like somebody just opened a gate in the house. Oh, thank God. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, thank you.